do 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 it's time for ad reads i'm workshopping a new intro to the ad read segment here on intentional sounding uh, just just let me know what you think about it slide into my dms and tell me how much you like my little song our first sponsor on the show this week intentional sounding is brought to you by four sigmatic hey do you like mushrooms it doesn't really matter if the answer is yes or no, uh, because mushrooms are really good for you. And there isn't just the portobello, right? There are other mushrooms. And the cool thing about mushrooms is because there are so many of them, a lot of them are actually superfoods. So mushrooms have these amazing health benefits for immunity, energy, and longevity that have been studied and are pretty well known Uh it's why people eat mushrooms and have for, you know, since mushrooms were invented back in 1937 by Dorothy Mushroom. Uh, they have a lot of great health effects. What Four Sigmatic does is even if you don't like mushrooms, they have these blends that they grind up mushrooms, flavor them, and pretty much make mushroom coffee, mushroom superfood blends, and mushroom elixirs that give you all the health benefits of uh, of eating these like high-nutrient superfood mushrooms like reishi, chaga, cordyceps, and lion's mane without having to just eat a handful of mushrooms. Uh, they're all, all Four Sigmatic mushroom coffee is made from organically grown Arabica beans with 500 milligrams of organically grown mushrooms as well. Uh, there are three different brewing methods, both instant grounds and mushroom pods. And the chaga coffee blend actually is alkaline forming, which helps improve your energy. Uh, so you don't just get the caffeine, you get um, alkaline as well. Uh, and that boosts your energy and metabolism. Uh, for Sigmatic, if you're not a coffee drinker, they also offer hot cocoa, elixir, and superfood blends and new matcha blends as well. So learn for yourself like what drinking this stuff can do. It really does make you feel a whole lot better. It's a great way to get your nutrition. The best way to enjoy, enjoy Four Sigmatic products is to simply blend them with a cup of hot water and your favorite nut milk or simply mix them into smoothies and shakes. You can save 10% off your entire order by entering the promo code SCAVTRUFFLE, that's S-C-A-V, TRUFFLE, at checkout when you order online. Uh, our second sponsor for the day is Freshly. Now, Freshly offers chef-prepared, all-natural, gourmet meals delivered right to customers' doorsteps through a weekly subscription model. Uh, Freshly is a health-focused uh, meal delivery service, and that means that their menu is designed using whole and natural ingredients. Uh, their meals are packed with high-quality proteins, heart-healthy fats, and nutrient-dense carbohydrates, and they kind of... I guess they, they tweak the ratios so that if you're if you're looking to like keep your macro, if you're like doing my fitness pal, if you're keeping track of your macros, you can be uh, confident that you're staying on track to fit your goals with freshly. Freshly meals will never contain gluten, refined sugars, or artificial additives. Uh, the meals arrive fresh, never frozen, and are ready to eat within three minutes. Hey, you don't even have to like chop a whole bunch of stuff to make your food and that pretty that's that's pretty great i'm you know i don't i don't like chopping stuff to have to make food all the time uh so 
because you are a Scavengers Network listener, and we love you so much, you get 10% off. What's that? You think I can do better? Well, okay, just for you. Just for you. Shh. You can't tell anyone. You can't tell anyone. But if you go to bit.ly slash scavfresh, S-C-A-V, fresh, you can take 30% off your first week. But that's just for you. Just for you. Uh, we are part of the Scavengers Network. Thank you so much uh, to them for having us on the network. We are their first sports-focused podcast, and that makes me very happy. Uh, but you should also, if you like other things that aren't sports, check out some of their other podcasts. Uh, my personal favorite is Spooky Spouses. Check it out. It's it's pretty much exactly what it sounds like. Uh, they talk about a bunch of paranormal stuff this one time they went to a real haunted house it was a great time uh i would also suggest you check out taste testers that is a video uh thing that they do on their youtube panel or youtube channel where people pretty much taste uh test out recipes and see if they suck or not it's a lot of fun i am uh trying to get in on doing one in the future so please check it out and without further ado, here is the rest of the show. This is the song introducing the show. I don't know why I did that when we have, when we have another one to do that. Hello, hello, and welcome to Intentional Sounding, the first week of football. It's the Draw Play Podcast. I am your host, Draw Play Dave Rapocho, thrilled as heck that football is back on our televisions. We missed you, football. Anyway, with me as always, despite all of his rage, he's still just Sam Grezis in a cage. Please let me out. Find me. No. My 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 address is two two zero to West Dimbleburn Lane, Valparaiso, Indiana, 66489. Please find me. If you, if you pass... Yeah, I did if a you pass, pretty good job there outside um, Dimbleburn. Just, just trade it off there. That was the best street name you could come up with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it was, it was. But please come, please come find me. Um, I'm, I'm, my, my knuckles are bloodied from trying to kind of punch this lock off. And, uh, you know, being a podcast slave is, was, was fun for the first, you know, year and a half, but now I'm kind of getting sick of it. I, I kind of, you know, want to be able to focus on other projects as well. So, you know, if you're listening to this, please, uh, Please come find me. And yes, this is the start of the intentional sounding ARG. Excellent. So, like I said, football is finally back. Like legit football, not not preseason kind of football where you pretend that you're actually like interested, but you're not. It's not really all that good. This is real football. Week one is in the books. And you know what? It was pretty good. Yo, I really, really enjoyed. Yeah, yeah. Red Zone was Red Zone was very good to me on Sunday. I don't know about you, but well, I 
I don't watch Red Zone because I'm a purist. Uh, fair. Anyway, fair. Fair. But it doesn't matter because football was still quite good, except for where we started. Yeah, the first so game we might as well great. just get the low lights out of the way and start with the opener with Philly versus Atlanta, which by all means left a sour taste in everyone's mouth to start the season because that game kind of sucked you you'd think it would have been better i mean I, I don't know i think if you tuned in for the last eight minutes you're like well this is a pretty good game but if you watched oh, the until first you look at the score 42 minutes you're like what am i watching this is what football is now this is this is just what football is now this this is this is trash garbage what am i watching why am I not throwing it away? What am I doing with my life? I can do so much more with my existence than watch this trash. That was the first 42 minutes. Yeah, why time. have I been waiting for this for, you know, the better part of eight months? It was not good. It was no. sloppy. It's just neither team looked particularly in sync with itself. Mm-hmm. The Eagles could not move the ball. The Falcons could move the ball, but then they got to the red zone and then they shat all over themselves, mm-hmm. which it like I guess they're just the same old Falcons as last year. Steve Sarkeesian doesn't understand what the red zone is. Yeah, well, I that's again, that's not really going to surprise anyone who followed him in in college. He always Sarkeesian always had these high-octane offenses that would sputter and die as soon as they even got a whiff of the red zone it's kind of like his offense only works when there's sort of an infinite amount of space between where the line of scrimmage is and the end zone and the closer you get to the end zone none of his plays work anymore and he doesn't know what to do with you know what we would call creative limits you know how you get to the end of the zone you you can't just send people to the post when the post is 10 yards away from the line of scrimmage. It, it just, you don't have the time to make it work. You know, you gotta, you gotta be a little bit more creative. It's, that's, that's why all the money is made there. You, you gotta, you gotta have the creative juices flow so you can make this short, compacted field work for you. Mm-hmm. And Steve Zarkeesian does not do that. Nope. Nope. You, you tweeted, you had a very good tweet that was something to the effect of, like, they did spend all offseason trying to retool their red zone offense. That's what we were told. They, like, after, because this was basically a repeat of the uh, playoff game last year between the exact same two teams, where the Falcons, it was just an ugly, gross game where the Falcons had a chance to win it with four downs in first and goal and couldn't get it done because they can't do shit. So they, Came out and they're like, nope, we're going to work on our red zone offense all year long. It was a big trouble. We couldn't get it in the end zone. We're going to do it. We're going to work on that all time long. Here's our chance. We're going to win. Oh, crap. We're the same team. Can you imagine? I just like (laughs) every single other team in the NFL has to be very, very, I don't know. Could you imagine coaching like the Bills and seeing and hearing what? the 
Falcons are saying about their offense, what they have been saying, like they would fix in their offense and seeing like they have all that shit and they still can't do it. Like, what the fuck am I doing here? Right. I just like, I, it is not, it makes me very sad for, for the teams that don't have that kind of talent on their team. Right. When, when you see a team that really like, you know, red zone offense should be a thing that you can fix mid season between week one and week two or three. Right. It doesn't seem it doesn't seem that hard. How do you have how do you have one of the best receivers in football who's tall and big and better than everyone on the field and you can't figure out a way to accurately use him in the red zone? Yeah, or how does that how does that work? How like I could probably run plays that would get Julio Jones a touchdown in the red zone. The thing was, it's like just it was I, I have no idea what they're doing specifically because last year or not last year but like the year before it's always been this like their red zone offense was the same thing it's like they know everyone's gonna double julio jones they know that is true so why not pass it to the sanu canoe Right? Why not use Devonta Freeman? Why not use Devonta Freeman, who did have a really bad game? Fine, but that's not going to be every week. Why not? I mean, I know you just paid Julio Jones. I know he is... I mean, I don't know where you'd put him. I'd put him, like, definitely a top five receiver, probably top three. I'm putting him top five, absolutely sure. The only people that I could say are better than him is probably Antonio Brown. And I think it's probably, like, the top three is probably Antonio, Julio, and Beckham. Like, I think that's probably the top three receivers in the league. Absolutely. Yeah, I I completely agree with that. Uh, It's just, I I can't... Uh, It's... It's very, very frustrating as as someone who does like the Atlanta Falcons to to see them do the same thing they've done forever, right? Like this is a forever thing for them. Red zone offense it's, and and it's, and it's disappointment. Like th- this is the thing, right? You guys, I mean, you y'all remember when they made the playoffs for the first time in forever because they always looked pretty good but but they could never like get it done in the playoffs they i'm i'm sorry like get past the first round of the playoffs and that was the big deal they always made it to the playoffs and then flamed out it was a Bengals situation but not as tragic but maybe yeah, maybe yes, on some true. level it was more tragic because they always had like the Falcons have had a squad that can on paper win a championship, like a, a, a conference championship game. They've had that for years. Yeah. Years. And they, At least three years. Yeah. I, I mean, they well, they got it. Obviously, they got it done, you know, the season before last when they made it to the Super Bowl. But they've had Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, I mean... Matt Ryan can be a Super Bowl winning quarterback. He hasn't been yet, but I don't there's 
no reason to me why why he shouldn't be. If if Trent Dilfer can win one, if Eli Manning can win one, there there are a ton of like not incredible. How dare you! I know. Yes. Don't you dare compare Trent Dilfer to Eli Manning. That's true. Eli Manning that was a low blow, and I didn't functionally throw a ball. That's true. That's very very true. No, in no world, even if you have a low opinion of Eli Manning, do you think he is Trent Dilfer? No, no, and I did not mean that. Dare you? Oh man! How dare you? I'm very very sorry. I honestly didn't mean it that way. I, I am cutting you off temporarily. Yeah, please. From talking. You, you this talk. Is, this is talk. unacceptable. Yeah. Before we move on, I do want to mention that one of the reasons why this game was trash was because the penalties were just tragic. Um, before the Eagles scored their, um, what effectively became the game-winning touchdown, the go-ahead touchdown in the fourth, there were more penalties, 23 then there were points at the time, which was 22 when it was 12 to 10. That is pathetic. In the fourth quarter, th- like this was the opening game of the season, and it was just flag after flag after flag. It The game was already running long because they had to start late because of the rain. It was, it was it, like this was just bad, tragic football that we, we, we did not wait all this time for this. I was watching that, and I'm like, oh, no. Is this the season that I fall out of love with football because I can't stand what I'm watching, and this is the first game of the season? I'm supposed to be happy right now. I I think that maybe we can just file that under Thursday night football, even though it was Sunday night football, you know technically. Right? Maybe. I forget what maybe. crew it was, but, like... Off-seasons used to be longer but then yeah. they put started doing it on Thursday, and look what it's done to the teams. It's it's completely destroyed them. Can we also laugh at the fact that they made a big deal out of changing the stupid catch rule, and there were two controversial catches in that game, and I think they got them both wrong. I already forgot about that. Yeah, goddamn. There, there was the catch um, early on. I forget who it was. The Falcons guy... Um, caught it and then it like touched the ground and moved around. They called that one an actual catch. I watched that. I'm like, okay, that's, I'm okay with them calling that a catch because at the time I'm thinking, all right, that's a precedent. For yeah. How they're, they're going to call it for the season. I'm like, okay. They're erring on like, the side can, of calling it a catch. I can see them call it, taking that away from them the past several years. The right. fact that they're giving him this questionable catch should be a good sign that we're going to see some baller-ass catches this year upheld for being baller-ass catches. And then, like, a quarter and a half later, Julio Jones makes a legitimate, amazing grab Mm -hmm. that does Mm -hmm. not have nearly the ambiguity that that one has, and they took that one away even after review. Are you shitting me? You didn't fix shit, NFL. The refs are still bad. The rule is still clearly uh, not understood. What was the point? I complete. I, I have nothing to add. Because I'm angry, Sam. Uh, no, no, I'm I, angry. That's true. And I do want to say that this this there were controversial catches in the first weekend of football after it got better. Well, after the games got better. Uh. I, 
the slate of games on Sunday was very good. And then it was. and then Monday you know the Monday we games were pretty good on. too. We like I, I I'm I'm sad that Sam Darnold seems to be decent, but I'm still not sold on him. Um and geez, Matt Patricia, what a shit show. Well, I'm we'll get to all that, but but one of the things that did extend from Thursday through the rest of the games is they were flag fests. Like everyone, every defender was being called for the new weird helmet rule that I don't think anyone really understands. I they haven't uh, fixed the helmet it rule yet. was there. Um, I think the biggest offender of the season so far of week one actually wasn't the lowering of the helmet rule necessarily, as it was the. Um, it was just roughing the pass. Yeah, again, the, the driving the quarterback which, into the ground. And I don't know. There were a bunch of sacks that got called for that that I don't know what you're supposed to do. Like, this is yeah, the first time. It, I, know I, think the, I think the poster boy for this is Miles Garrett in yeah. the uh, Brown-Steelers yep, yep, game, which I think we should I just watching. talk about next anyway. Yeah, yes. I, I have no idea what, what the hell you're – and I know, like, I'm slipping into, like, AM sports radio now. Like, what are they supposed to do? But – I mean, you watch this, and even in slow motion, it's like, how can you... You There's there's no way... Like, when a flag is thrown on something that essentially defies physics, what the human body is sort of capable of doing, it is... It's There's something wrong. Miles My, Garrett hit him pretty hard, and he hit him in a way that fell down. But Miles Garrett didn't put all of his weight on him. He held his arms out... To sort of like prevent him from falling completely on Roethlisberger. Like he did what he could in that situation to try and mitigate the damage. And it was still called. And it may have changed the outcome of the game. It, uh, uh, you know what? Let's, penalties. Let's, Browns game, Steelers game. Outside like lots of stupid penalties was actually pretty entertaining. And I got to say, towards the end there, Browns looked like the better team. They didn't win, but I think they looked like the better team. I, I like, again, I, I can't call anything because it, it was a tie, right? But I, the Browns... It's also week one. It's also so. week one. It's also, it, it's a tie. And there's also one. the factor that the Steelers have a horrible tendency to play down to their opponent on the road that's very so, and, and those and specifically factors to the browns, in mind specifically to the browns they always play down to the browns as well like even 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 though ben roethlisberger has won like more games in cleveland than any cleveland quarterback like those games are usually much tighter than they should be having said having said all that having said all that I mean, also Le'Veon Bell was out, so whatever. But I don't know, man. the The Browns' defense looks legitimately scary. Josh Josh Gordon had a touchdown. That Josh made me Gordon very happy. Had a pretty sweet touchdown. Yeah. Tyrod Taylor had a decent game. Like he was, he was Tyrod Taylor. Like he was basically exactly what you kind of expected out of Tyrod. He he mostly took care of things. He didn't excel. But he was okay, and you could tell he could get the job done when it was necessary. Things just didn't always go their way. I, I like. I think we'll probably get several more weeks of Tyrod before we have any risk of seeing Baker. So the Browns looked—they didn't—they looked like a legitimate football team. They didn't look like a joke. They looked like a football team. Mm-hmm. 
it's 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 lucky that we have another team on uh on the list Spe- speaking of Tyrod Taylor that may be filling that Browns gap if <laughs> if week 1 is any indication and if the news coming out of their camp is any indication there yes um credit to the Browns they finally didn't lose mhm they didn't win but they didn't lose. I, so, and the fact that they ended their incredibly long losing streak by not winning is the most perfect. Browns thing that could ever happen. And their record is now 131 and 1. Uh huh. Yep. It's wonderful. Kind of amazing. Legitimately kind of amazing. I need you to. I, I so we're gonna we're gonna take a little break for trivia time right now. And uh, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask because I saw this on ESPN. I couldn't. I literally couldn't believe it. This is the best starting record for the Browns in a decently long time. I want you to tell me when was the what what year was the last year that the Browns had started off with a record that was better than 0 0 and 1 2004 you got it got it in one bud got it in one Woo! 2004 aka the season eli manning was drafted jesus christ just to put a little bit more perspective on that the browns have not won an opening game since 2004 mm-hmm. mind boggling 14 years there are there are four, plenty of ch- there are children who are like superstar youtubers and fortnite streamers that that are old, that do that have no memory of the browns winning the first game of the season there there was not there was no facebook the last time the browns won week 1 oh jesus that's true damn there was no twitter yep when the browns last won in week 1 mhm that's weird as shit that's, that's man. fucking crazy none of us had ever heard of an iphone we our phones were still flippers mm-hmm. in 2004 mhm Mm-hmm. My God, my God, times have changed. But you know what hasn't changed, Sam? Mm-hmm. The fucking Bills, man. Well, they have. They have. They were the team I was talking about. Like, that. this year the Bills may be our Browns. That was, at, like, wow. That I I knew the Bills were going to take a step back. Like, it, like, all signs pointed towards regression. They, they lost offensive line help they their defense i actually i don't know anything about their defense Mm -hmm. but they they traded away a mediocre quarterback for a project draft pick yeah and then started nathan fucking peterman who as if they didn't know as if they didn't know exactly how it would go how did like how do you watch a game where a guy throws five picks in the first half and go no, he'll he'll be okay to hold down the fort. Like mm-hmm. I know that they weren't planning on keeping him as the long term solution. I know the Bills were starting him as a stopgap to try and give Josh Allen a little bit more time to sit on the bench. 
but to Nathan Peterman. I mean, I guess they gave up A.J. McCarron for yeah. a fucking trade, so they couldn't do that. And McCarron got hurt, too. So I guess you had to... Like, they would have been better off just throwing Allen out there and just seeing what happens. And eventually, he... Like, the little bit Allen did play, he was still a little bit better than Nathan Peterman, who somehow managed to put up a worse stat line than his five-interception first-half game. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. It's what does Nathan ridiculous. Peterman have on Sean McDermott that keeps getting him behind center? Like, what what kind of blackmail does he have on the coach? That keeps getting him put out there. Because holy shit, is he look, Nathan Peterman might be the worst quarterback I've seen suit up ever. I don't. I like. I honestly don't know. Uh, he must. I mean, I I've got a guess. I think he must practice really well. I like. This might be a case of the yips, right? Like, I don't. There's no other for me there is no other justification for for this than than he practices really well he's got a cannon for an arm he like he puts it on the money every single time during practice and they're like yeah we'll give you a chance you've earned your chance in practice now prove it to us on Sunday and then he goes and lights his own fart on fire. Exactly. I like. That's really the only thing I can think of. That is the absolute only thing that I. Uh, that makes any Just, kind of sense to me, vis-a-vis yeah. this. Forty-seven to three. Jesus. That was a forty-four point win margin. Biggest of the week. Just mm-hmm. just tragic. We're going to watch a really bad Buffalo team for all year long. And honestly, I'm kind of going to enjoy it. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to enjoy it a little bit. I'm like, like, I, I kind of got sick of Bills fans last year. I'm cool with it now I, that now that I, I, I'm out, okay right? with it. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't care. Let's 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 go on to another game. Let's let's talk about my game. There's not a lot to talk about here. It was a pretty, it was a pretty defensive slugfest. Uh, honestly, the main thing I learned from Jacksonville Giants is that Eric Flowers, even on the right side of the line, is still like the worst player probably ever. Our first two offensive plays were Eric Flowers penalties, a tripping and a holding. So it was like third and 26 on the first drive series because Eric Flowers sucks real hard. And then later on in the game, in the second half, the Jaguars did not score any offensive points. The only points they got were off a pick six. That pick six was partially, majorly due to Eric Flowers completely sucking, blocking his man, forcing Eli to step up in the pocket and get rid of the ball way before he wanted to, which allowed the Jaguar player at the line to tip it right into the hands of whoever picked it off and ran into the end zone. So Eric Flowers is basically the reason we lost. Can, like, do you, why is he there still? Because we can't find anyone else. Like, we went out and we got Nate Soldier to replace him on the left side, 
And then, but we still didn't have anything worthwhile on the right side of the line. So they stuck the big project over there. Who's, you know, maybe that was his original position in college. Maybe, maybe with a little bit more support, he'd be passable. Um, First game was not, not an encouraging sign, but we did have a kick-ass Saquon Barkley run, which made him look like the draft pick that everyone was, I guess, hoping he would be. I, I, that was that was cool. You got nothing to worry about with with him. He's, I mean, he's gonna be fine. I, you, I don't think. You, well, you probably still don't believe me, right? Because you you are a Giants fan, and you know when you draft someone that highly, at trying to make him the new, you know, face of your franchise and everything like that's. You're gonna you're gonna try and well not try you're gonna be a little bit hesitant to believe and I understand that but uh, ask a fan of any other team how afraid they are of Saquon Barkley when he gets like I don't know four five six weeks of experience in the NFL under his belt I I mean I'm I'm terrified. Shoot. I mean, what what that pro- what that game proved to me is that even with our atrocious offensive line, he's a threat to break one at yeah, any moment. Right? Just like Beckham is. Yep. Which is the kind of thing that does terrify teams. They're not always going to break them. Frequently, they're not going to break them. They mm-hmm. might not even do anything, but they're always a threat to break one. And that's one thing the Giants haven't had for a very long time as a running back who's actually a threat to do something serious to some serious damage at any moment. Yep. So that like that that is refreshing to watch. He didn't do much of that game no. and then all of a sudden he's running 68 yards down the sideline after breaking four tackles. Like it was it was great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited so to see. So we didn't win. More Giants that. didn't win, but Watching it, we held our own with an AFC championship team that has probably the best defense, one of the best defenses in the league, and an effective, even if not spectacular, offense. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't want to say moral victory, but I definitely wasn't as bummed out at the end of that game as I thought I might have been. Sure. We held our own with a better team. Like, yeah. that That's something to be proud of. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I, you know, I, I agree with that. It was, it was very fun to watch Saquon Barkley's first, first NFL game because I, I just got very high hopes for that guy. It's not going to come as a surprise to anyone, um, to hear that, but you know, I am very, very excited. A game. There's a game that, uh, nobody's really talking about because, Nobody really cares about these two teams, especially after the past few years they've had. But it was actually a really good game, and I'm talking about Bengals-Colts. Not, not a whole lot to say, but both teams looked pretty good. Yeah. 34-23, it, it was a decent game. Yeah, I'm, I'm, still, I'm still on the Andrew Luck is, is not the quarterback he once was. I'm like, I'm on that train for sure. I, I think he oh, I yeah. think he looked fine, but I 
He's not going to be him coming back. He is was not better save than I expected him to be. I yes, mean, the same. fact that they threw the ball fifty three times. Yeah, like he yep. dropped back fifty three times in the opening week after coming back from an injury that's basically sidelined him for two years. Like, yeah, uh, why are you doing that? Why are you not running the ball more? Okay, he should he shouldn't be dropping back that much. But considering how often he did it. He looked better than I expected him to. I expected him to be a penguin. He looked so, he looked super healthy too. I mean, and that was that was probably the big question um, on a lot of Colts fans' minds. So I'm like, if you're gonna if you're gonna like if you're gonna throw that much, there's there's something to be said for trying to, I guess, do that for the fans. Right? Just kind of be like, yeah, yeah, no, he's all right. He's all right. Just chill. He's okay. He can throw. He's healthy. That's it. Right? That's it. That's all That's all you need. So I'm actually going to be keeping an eye on the Bengals a little bit because the Bengals are like, all right, no, we're actually going to be reasonably okay, which means the Bengals will probably be good for the next few weeks before they start to be turning into the Bengals again. So... If, if you need a team to watch the next few weeks, the Bengals might be a decent watch, you know? They're, they probably won't be the worst football team out there. Um, Kellen, are we sad or happy that um, Mr. Handsome finally lost a game? Oh, man, I'm sad about it. it, it, it you know, I, I, I can try and hate, but I am sad about it. I can hate. Okay. I the hype over this past off season, even though a lot of it was kind of tongue and cheeky, it was getting it was getting real, and it was getting annoying. And I still I still love Janine Garofalo, handsomest dude in the league, bar none. But I I do like seeing Forty ers fans bummed out. That's true. I I I get that. And I also, I also think it is, it is very funny given that everyone, like everyone bought in so hard and so fast. It was weird how hard everyone bought in on him considering that like, yeah, he didn't lose last year, but it's like, he wasn't great during that stretch. No, no, he really wasn't. Like there wasn't anything about him that screamed. Everyone's saying franchise quarterback, like nothing about the way he played screamed that to me i i was more impressed by sam darnold's first game than i was during any of jimmy garoppolo's games last season so well there obviously this is going to be the first full season with jimmy um there were no expectations on him last year with that garbage 49ers team this year there are so he actually has monkeys on his shoulder that it, that'll be a storyline to watch. Outside that, I just didn't care about the 49ers at all. I, I was I was enjoying watching the Vikings continue to be dominant. I was enjoying watching Kirk Cousins be good. I was enjoying watching that defense just continue to tear shit up. Like the Vikings are a fun team to watch. They totally are. I and that's 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 kind of interesting to me because the I mean Despite myself, I'm interested to see the Vikings Bears games this year. It's weird, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I, that, so this it's is weird. 
We were talking about this before we started recording. I was I I'm I feel good about myself because I was right about a lot of things for week one. The thing I was most certain of was that the Bears would be terrible all year, and hey, maybe I was wrong. They did blow a gigantic lead, and you know, that's not great, right? No, but, it's not. But their defense looks legitimately terrifying. Might be good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's weird. It's weird to think about. It's very, very weird to think about. Were you happy with the Bears, Sam? Yes and no. Um, and I'll tell you the reason why I wasn't happy with the Bears. I don't want the Bears to be good on the strength of a defense that gets after the quarterback and locks it down. I want the Bears to be good on the strength of a crazy-ass coaching quarterback who go deep every time. Because, because, can you imagine if this if this iteration of the Bears team sticks around for a little bit, finds some success, and wins a Super Bowl, all the 85 chuds will come out of the woodwork and like, oh yeah, defense wins championships. I I would have to move. <laughs> It's it's the most annoying thing about about the Bears fandom is all the folks being like the monsters of the midway and blah 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 and yeah I mean that was a, that was a great time but like I I don't know man it's there's there's this hip like hypocrisy among Bears fans they're not none of them will ever accept that Jay Cutler statistically was the best quarterback they have ever had Rex Grossman in terms of results was probably the best quarterback they've ever had and and yet now that the defense is good and that they've spent so much on Mitch Trubisky who is going to be like is turning out to be a mediocre to okay quarterback they're going to fawn over him because he he is going to be like it's going to be him and the defense. I just it sucks. It sucks and I'm I'm I am becoming incoherent because I'm becoming angry and perturbed. It it will be cool like I'm very happy that Roquan Smith's first snap that he saw, like, in an NFL uniform, like, in an NFL season, was a sack. That was cool as hell as as someone who roots for the Bears and someone who roots for the Georgia damn Bulldogs. That was awesome. The fact that John Gruden, in his infinite wisdom, gave us Khalil Mack, you know, great. I, I just, I, you know... I am, I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop fan wise. And that doesn't make me happy. I cannot wait to see the bears team this year. Do the eight and eight shuffle. Yeah, that would make me happy. That's what we're going to see. That would make me happy, but only if they record an album about it. The eight and eight shuffle. Mm -hmm. You know, who may have had one of the most tragic week ones that probably damaged the entire season for them who not fairly um the poor titans man oh yeah 
Like, yeah. I was excited to watch the Titans this year. They had new coach. They had good old Mark Marcus Mariota. Mark uh-huh. sometimes. Mark sometimes. And like I w- and I figured they'd probably take care of the Dolphins because the Dolphins I expect to just be trash. Like even in well, Miami, I, like the Dolphins, the Dolphins are trash. But Tennessee, like first of all, this was the longest game in NFL history because uh weather yeah, was the, quite awful yep 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 um the titans mariota got concussed i want to say what yeah i think either mariota or lawan taylor lawan got concussed mm-hmm. so one of them is at least out for another week um i think the other one is also probably out next week and they I probably lost Delaney Walker for the entire season. I, I wasn't sure about the update. I'm, I think mm-hmm. he's probably gone for the entire Corey, season. But Delaney Walker is one of the cool. Corey Davis uh, is questionable for next week too. Like it's it's all this, kind of a shit show. The Titans went to Miami, endured the longest game in NFL history, lost, and got very injured in the process. Like mm-hmm. this, this was this was a tragedy, and I'm a bum that the Titans have basically been almost rendered irrelevant in one week like it's that's sad i was i was so excited to see these titans kind of return to some sort of prominence where we actually got to talk about them a little bit i don't so i don't i don't think it's all that doom and gloom quite yet i the dolphins will regress they have they ha- they steal games like this all the time, usually against the Steelers, right? That that's just kind of how they are. I I mean, I I think they'll recover from the injuries and be and be fine. You know, like another eight or nine win team. I you know I I I don't know if you were expecting them to like win the division or like you know, be, be a kind of, I was expecting playoff. them to sort of be like a, a sleeper kind of thing yeah. behind the Jaguars. Like I'm expecting the Jaguars to win the division by just being a stout running punch them in the face kind of team. I don't, I, I do not expect the te- the Texans to be good. I think the Texans, I think, I think Deshaun Watson is going to regress and not look as good. I, I don't, I think the defense is old. I, I don't, think the Texans are going to be any better than mediocre. I don't expect the Colts to be anything better than mediocre at best because they're still the Colts and they still got problems. I I think I expected Jacksonville to essentially own that division with like 10 to 11 wins and the Titans to be like sneakily competing for a wild card, like close behind them. Yeah, that's what I would basically a similar situation to last year is what I was expecting and honestly hoping for, because I I could do with the Texans and the Colts being relevant for a few more seasons because I don't really care about either of those teams. I've seen them at the top exchanging places at the top too long. I want to see the Titans and the Jags be good for a little while. At least I got at least I expect to see some good Jags action this year. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. They I mean they looked they looked fine. I I I'm all so I've been uh watching the good place and it's very it's very very funny to have started watching that show after the Jacksonville Jaguars have gotten good. Yeah, yeah. it's it's actually really I started rewatching it's, it's season 1 good. yesterday. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. no, over the weekend, and just seeing all the the Bortles quotes, you're like, 
it, it's kind of actually not quite as ironic now. No, no, which I think makes it better. By the way, watch, you know, if you haven't, watch watch The Good Place. It's a very good show. The Good Place is a very good show. And also root for the Jaguars to win the Super Bowl because they're going to have to somehow incorporate that into the show's writing mm-hmm. and it'll be worth it. Mm-hmm. You know it'll be worth it. That's that's the thing. Is if so, if you're looking for a team, like if you're if you're one of the folks, I th- I think we have some listeners that just listen to it for our antics and not necessarily because they're football fans. If if you are one of those folks, you should be rooting for the Jacksonville Jaguars to win a Super Bowl because they will have to address it on the Good Place, one of the best shows on television right now, if not the best show on television right now. So you know. That that is probably the most honorable, I think, bandwagon that exists. Can you think of any any other ones? No, I can't. I like. I feel like the Jags are a perfect are probably the best team to bandwagon. Like just bandwagon the Jaguars. They're they're almost built to be bandwagoned off of. Mm-hmm. Let's 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 talk about. Other games. What other games were there this weekend? Uh, I guess Houston, New England. Eh, who cares? No. Yeah, I don't care. No one cares. No, so moving on. Big shootout surprise of the weekend. Tampa Bay, New Orleans. 48-40. Yeah. to 40. Ryan wow. Fitz. Magic time, baby. Yep. Well, I mean, you... Curse is in full effect. I, yeah, I'm calling you, you it, and so far, yep. I am 100% correct. There are... I saw a lot. I I tweeted out the the picture of the Ryan Fitzpatrick cycle, being like, "Hold on, Bucks fans, don't yeah. get excited quite yet. Yeah. You're at this point in the start." And I got the completely expected and always there, but this time it'll be different because oh, it's me. No. This no no. How many times has this happened? How many times has this cycle repeated itself? This. Like we're caught in a Groundhog Day time loop here. This is like, do not do not look like. Well, no. Well, Jameis is you know he's a franchise. Like no, no no don't like like Geno Smith was supposed to be the franchise quarterback before Fitzpatrick took his place. Like like it's it just do not do not say, but it'll be different this time because then you you have been caught. You have been sucked into the funnel of the black hole that is ryan fitzpatrick ryan fitz magic ryan fitz tragic you you are a victim get out look at this from an outside perspective save yourself so you could just sit back and laugh at the absurdity of the fact that he dropped five fucking touchdowns on the saints defense Mm -hmm. and he's probably gonna continue to play good for the next few weeks and then your Jameis is gonna suck and you're gonna be like "Mm, you know what maybe we have a better chance of actually reaching the playoffs with Fitz. you know i didn't think he would be but sometimes you gotta think about you gotta make the what's good for the playoff push and then dirk cotter is gonna be like oh if we continue to suck i'm gonna get fired but if i put Fitz back out there maybe we'll do good and they're gonna start Fitz, and Jameis is not gonna do shit and it's gonna end in tragedy don't do this to yourself you know it's coming this is so I I looked I looked it up cuz I wanted to see like what specifically like which iteration of the cycle we're on. This is the third 
this is the third cycle. The first one happened in Buffalo. Um, after he got traded uh, from Cincinnati. The first one happened in Buffalo from the years of 2009 to 2012. Uh, 2012, his last season, with the Bills posting a quarterback rating of 43.8 in his last season with them. He hopped around then, uh, 2013 on the Titans, uh, 2014 on Houston, where he uh, threw Replaced four. Ryan Mallett. Yeah, replaced Ryan Mallett. Like, I... I like like he he replaces people yep. he consumes people like Jameis winston yeah he's doomed like maybe ryan fitzpatrick won't get necessarily paid he doesn't always get paid before mm-hmm. he sucks and gets released like that's only happened like the past three teams i guess yeah but yeah, yeah, yeah. That, like that's only been true in buffalo in new york and um potentially true here in right that's Tampa so Bay. that's what i was that's what i was kind of going he for was this always kills the quarterback he did it in Cincinnati. He did he did it in Tennessee when he took over Jake Locker because Jake Locker got hurt and then Jake Locker well never became anything ever again. And then he killed Ryan Mallett and Ryan Mallett never became anything ever again. And then he took over Geno who was it in Buffalo that he took over? I can't remember who oh, he Oh jeez, me uh, either. It wasn't Geno Smith. Was it? It was no, that was the Jets. Like I don't Jets. even remember that's right, that's right. who he killed. I I I don't know who he killed in Buffalo because that person doesn't matter anymore because he got Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's... So I, I know Saints fans were pretty bummed out about this game because they're like, where's our defense? What happened? Like, don't don't count this game against you. When you run into Ryan Fitzmagic, you can't stop it. It's That's a thing. It's like it's everything goes... Ryan Fitzpatrick is... He's got like plot armor, right? He is the he is the the weird protagonist of the NFL in that when he steps on the field, really nothing else matters other than how he's playing. It I I can't remember the last game that was like won or lost that or the last game that he has played in that that the story wasn't about him, right? That he either didn't derp the game away or or play really well and win. And yeah, win if the they game. if they lose, it's it's because of Ryan Fitz tragic. If yes. they win, it's because of Ryan Fitz magic. Mm-hmm. Like Ryan Fitzpatrick is, he is all consuming. He is a shogoth. He is everything. He is a weird virus. You cannot stop him. It's too late. Accept your fate, Bucks fans. Call the season a loss and just enjoy good football. Yeah, and in, enjoy Fitzmagic while you have it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. But just don't. You gotta. You can't. the The thing about the Fitzpatrick cycle is that it can work so well for both. Like it can be a symbiotic relationship between Ryan Fitzpatrick and teams if they are aware of it, right? If if they time out their their signing uh, decisions based on the Fitzpatrick cycle, everything's all gravy, right? Why, do, why, does more, why don't more teams listen to you? I don't know. I don't know. I wish they did because then I would probably make more money. Mm-hmm. Anyway, 
we, we're just starting to run a little bit low on time, so we're going to kind of go rapid fire here so we yes. can get to like the games we really want to talk about. And um, Kansas City LA Chargers, Pat Mahomes looks like the real deal. Yeah, yeah, he's got a cannon Good for friend. an arm. Hell yeah, Kansas City looked great. Um, of course, this is the time of year when they usually would, so temper your expectations. It is week one, after all. Yep. Um, Arizona looked atrocious. Washington beat up Arizona, which mm-hmm. I, I kind of say I wasn't expecting. I was expecting Washington and Arizona to kind of be like mediocre to bad teams, both of them. So this was depressing for me because Washington sure. won, and I don't want Washington to sure. win anything. I, I, um, Adrian Peterson... Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson scored a touchdown and had a decent day. Actually, what what he he broke a hundred. That'll be he? like his one game that's good this yeah, season. Yeah, yeah, for that'll, sure, that'll for sure. It. I was just like, I thought he was done, done. I didn't think he even had his one AP game left, and I was I was kind of happy to see that. Right? Yeah, it's it's you know it kind of makes you wispy about previous decades. Are like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember right. Adrian Peterson when he was cool, and before I knew, he whipped his kids. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it reminds yep. you of a more innocent time. Yep, absolutely. Dallas um, sucks. Ignorant. Dallas yeah. does not look like a good team. That was, um, they have yo! absolutely no weapons whatsoever. Called Carolina it. did not play well, and they still beat them up. Yep, yep, yep. That that was one of the things I was actually very confident about that that we we talked about before was that dallas is just not they're not going to be the same they're not going to look good and i am so happy about it it's going to be very very nice to see all the goodwill from like zeke and dak and everything from two seasons ago basically just dry up because mm-hmm. things have started to fall apart it's it's great like i it, it's kind of great um i think greg olson tore the exact same fucking foot he tore last year so i think greg olson might be done yeah i think that's it yeah i think he is, I, last i heard sad. he was out for the season which is is very sad yeah it, I, when you tear the same when you have basically the exact same season ending injury two years in a row that's kind of it mm-hmm. like some some players have come back from that but they haven't been like superstars like he like that's kind of it like it's it's a sad way to go, but and when you're doing like when that happens, like it's kind of maybe pack it in. Mm-hmm. Seattle, uh, Denver. That was that was a football game. It was it was a football game. There was it was kind of sloppy. Uh, the uh, Seahawks didn't look particularly great. Uh, the Broncos didn't look particularly mm-hmm. great. Lots of. Um, turnovers in that game von miller completely took it over good good for broncos good 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 for them i i'm always excited to watch the seahawks lose because it's Mm -hmm. fun Mm -hmm. we already talked about chicago green bay we did Um, aaron Rodgers is a magic man yeah yeah is an unstoppable monster of a person and also and detroit i we we got to talk about this game yes we do while we still have time what a fucking meltdown I, I, I can't remember the last time. I, I think the last time I saw a quarter of football where a team sucked that bad was the Jets butt fumble game where yeah. they had where it was three scores in two minutes worth of time. This was like this game was tied at 17 early in the third quarter. Like the Lions, like this was 17 to 17 in the third quarter. At the end of the third quarter, 
it was 48 to 17. Like, what the fuck? The complete and utter breakdown on all fronts by the Lions. Absolutely embarrassing. Probably the worst. Um, uh, no new coach won their game this year. They, the won their first game. They all went 0-7, which is an NFL record. Mm-hmm. But this was this was the worst one by far. This was embarrassing. Matt Stafford looked like trash. He like, did. I'm watching this game, and, uh, like, the Jets went out and threw a pick six, and every single one of us went, same old Jets. <laughs> and then he was good for the rest of the game, and Matt Stafford sucked. And then yep. the Lions sucked. And it was gross. It was it was just like I was watching that third quarter and I'm like, wait, they scored again? Wait, they, wait, what? There was another what is happening right now? It it got to the point where it was like 48 to 17. And I'm like, oh thank God this game's almost over. Cause I saw the clock ticking down, and then I saw that it was not 28 seconds left in the game. It was 28 seconds left in the quarter, and I was I just kind of stared off into space and wondering what was happening in the world right now. Because this this game broke me, at least for a brief period of time. I I can't believe I'm saying this, but from everything that I've heard about this game, the Jets' blowout happened because the, the team was playing together and the coaching was good and they this prepared correctly kind of, it, the jets looked good the jets looked like a legitimately good it's like the browns it's like you come out you're expecting the same old team but they looked like a functional football team they even looked good but also make no mistake this was a complete and utter give up by the lions well, in the second half the the <laughs> The thing that like the that a bunch of Jets players were on record as saying was that they didn't like steal hand signals or anything, but they looked at they looked at like preseason footage for how Matt Patricia was drawing up play like offensive plays and stuff, and they realized that he had a tell. They knew like based on the way they were lining up and the snap count and all these other factors, exactly what play would be run. Well, maybe we shouldn't have hired one, a Belichick assistant. Oh, really? That works out. Is that not a good thing to do? Maybe they shouldn't have picked, maybe they shouldn't have picked um, uh, a coach who is best known for defense, whose defense just got torched by Nick Foles in the Super Bowl. Yeah. In embarrassing fashion. Like, I Matt Patricia should not have been as hot a commodity as he was in the offseason. No. I, he really should not have been. No. I, I also, like, I don't hate him as a DC, right? Like, yeah, he got torched and he wasn't, like, he wasn't the best, but I don't think he was incredibly bad it's not his fault malcolm butler didn't start (laughs) i was just like damn damn yeah that was was a hell of a game and then we had a game i think a lot of people were looking forward to and that was the rams and raiders john gruden's return and 
we've shat on John Gruden a lot, especially the past few weeks. But I I will hand it to him. The first half, the the Raiders came out to play. Like he had that team motivated. He had that team fired up. He was not too bad. Like their their offense was good. They were they were playing well, but in the second half, it was just kind of a situation where they just didn't have the talent to overcome the Rams. The Rams are just they're just too talented. They're they're this was a case where it was outmatched and the Raiders gave it their all, but they only gave it their all for two quarters and then things started to crumble when it wasn't working out. Derek Carr, I think Derek Carr, the more I think about it, I think he's a little overrated. So I don't know. It's yeah. I I'm really scared of the Rams. And you can tell because, and this is the only thing I'll say about fantasy football, I drafted their defense very, very early, like probably in the fifth or sixth round for like a defense. And I just, I, they are very, very scary. And if, I mean, if their offense kind of can can wind the gears up, I mean, obviously Todd Gurley had a great day, but like if their defense or if their offense can be any anywhere close to the the way it was last year, their defense has taken a lot of uh, a lot of steps forward, and I just it is absolutely they're they're a very very scary team. I'm I'm looking forward to watching the Rams this year, Sam. Yes. That is all the games for the week. I am going to name every single matchup, and you are going to go gut instinct immediately. Tell me who you think is going to win, and we'll see how it pans out. Okay. Cool. All right. Thursday night, um, which game will already have happened by the time anyone hears this? Yeah. Uh, Baltimore at Cincinnati. Uh, Baltimore, yeah. Giants at Dallas. Ooh, Giants. Carolina at Atlanta. Atlanta. Chargers at Buffalo. Chargers. Minnesota at Green Bay. Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Cleveland at New Orleans. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Browns. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> why, why Miami not? at the Jets. Oh, man. Uh, Jets. I'm picking Jets. Yeah. Kansas City at Pittsburgh. Okay, Kansas City. You see, I think this is the kind of stupid game where Pittsburgh comes out and looks terrific. So okay. I pick at Pittsburgh. Okay. Uh, Philadelphia at Tampa Bay. Uh, Philly. I, I think Philly. Yeah. Uh, Houston at Tennessee. Uh, Houston. Houston. Indianapolis at Washington. Washington. I think I might pick Indianapolis. Really? I don't know. Okay. Arizona at the Rams. Yikes. Roni, it's going to be a slaughter. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Rams. I, I, Rams. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be bad. All right, Detroit at San Francisco. Oh man, I mean, I I, I want to say the Lions get it together, but they're not going to. It's no because it's, it's coaching. It's, it's gonna be San Francisco. This is this is gonna be a bounce back game for Janine. It's uh-huh. that's what's gonna happen. San Francisco, Oakland at Denver. Uh, Denver. Yeah. Uh, they got the mile high uh, home field advantage. Yeah. New England at Jacksonville. Oh, please Jacksonville! Please Jacksonville! Please. I think Jacksonville's going to win this because this is early season Patriots. 
Yeah. And, you know, like, they're not trying quite as hard right now because they don't have to. Like, I think this is a game there. Jacksonville is motivated to have some revenge, and I think they're going to win. Monday night game, Seattle at Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go Chicago. And there's going to be a lot of talk about the new Legion of Boom or whatever. Or not like Legion. Well, I'm like going to be, I'm going to be very excited to watch Khalil Mack have his way with that Seattle offensive line. Yeah. It's, it's going to be an enjoyable be... experience. Yep. Yep. And I, you know, there's that whole ESPN story about how, like Pete Carroll coddled Russell Wilson, gave him preferential treatment, and like let all of all of the players who were making. I mean, Russell Wilson is a very special quarterback. Don't get me wrong, but now that a lot of the talent has walked or been traded or whatever, I don't know, man. It's gonna be tough. It's gonna be real tough. Well, let's find out. All that and more on week two of NFL football and intentional sounding the draw play podcast. Sam Brezis, yes. yes. I know you're still full of rage and you're still trapped in a cage, but how can we follow you anyway? Sure. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Sam Grezeses, S-A-M-G-R-E-S-Z-E-S-E-S-E-S, and on Twitch and Instagram at Robots Fighting Dinosaurs. Dave? I'm Dropplay Dave. You can find me on Twitter at Dropplay Dave, uh, on Facebook at the Dropplay Comic, on Instagram, on Patreon, and of course on the Dropplay.com. Thank you for listening. We will see you next week when hopefully we continue to have good football. Maybe with a few less penalties. Have a good one, everybody.